For all the buzz, buzz, buzz of a customer experience in banking, digital experience clearly needs to catch up. And a new report released at BAI Beacon, humanizing the digital experience in banking, has brought home some incredible lessons to absorb. Among them, AI adoption in customer experience still lags behind. Here to share other insights in the report and how banks can make smart decisions based on those insights, we have Jim Maroos, co-publisher of the financial brand and publisher of the Digital Banking Report. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast and fantastic to have you here with us. And speaking of fantastic, we have the one, the only Jim Maroos. Jim is the co-publisher of the financial brand and publisher of the Digital Banking Report. Jim and BAI released a new report at BAI Beacon. Humanizing the digital experience. The report illustrates ways that financial institutions are using data analytics and digital technology to improve the banking customer experience worldwide. Jim, Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. It's good to visit again. Now, one thing that has been such an important theme in your presentations is this concept. It's not a comfortable area for bankers, but on a personal and corporate level, it couldn't be more important. And we should stress this is a Jim Maroos original here. To survive and thrive in the industry, bankers need to embrace change, take risks, and disrupt themselves. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and why it is so crucial. It goes without saying that the change right now is greater than it's ever been. It's been said that the change today is going faster than it ever had before and will never go this slow again. And if you want to use the analogy of the running train, uh, I had a boss once that said, you know, you got to get on the train or, or just don't join us at all. And the theme now is, is really a, an interesting theme in that that train is going faster than every foreign is not even stopping at stations. And when you think about a traditional bank or a legacy bank, and even the banking industry as a whole, change is not a real comfortable scenario. So the thought of embracing change is important because change isn't going to go away. It's going to be part of everything we do, not just in the banking industry, but in our personal lives and everything going forward. Because the whole concept of digitalization and futurism and everything else, it's really changing every aspect of our lives and making it in some ways easier for us to, to conduct our daily lives and in some ways more difficult. Um, when it's, we talk about taking risks, risk and banking are not um, usually used in the same sentence except the avoidance of risk. And I think what banks are realizing right now, they have to take measured risks to be able to move forward. And that means moving forward, not just in personalization and humanization of the digital experience, but in every aspect of banking. And we also have to take risks on a personal level. We have to be able to say, what do I want to do tomorrow to reflect what the world's going to become? And when we talk about disrupting ourselves, that's the most important concept, because really what it means is we can't rest on our laurels. We can no longer take our previous successes and expect them to be able to be ridden through the sunset through the rest of our career. And I think what we have to look at is the fact that disrupting yourself is going to happen. And it's just a matter of, are you going to do it yourself? 
or you can let the environment do it for you. And you see the number of changes that are happening in our industry. We talk about robotics. We talk about automation. This is changing not only the need for employment of the people we have currently, but really the roles that we're all taking. But I think no matter what you're doing today, you've got to be thinking, what do I need to do tomorrow to meet the needs of the universe as we look forward? That is so true. And you just gave me a life lesson to embrace because I've thought about that often. And speaking of the idea of change, this report has revealed so much, maybe because it's so rich in material, you can walk us through a couple of the major takeaways from the report that really surprised you. Well, the humanizing the digital banking experience is really an extension upon the report that BAI and the digital banking report did a year ago for Beacon, which was on um, the, the whole aspect of how organizations are using AI. And what we found in that study last year was that the need for AI, the awareness of AI was, was fairly strong, but the use was really around traditional needs such as risk assessment and security. What we're finding is that really hasn't changed very much. And when we look at humanizing the, the digital experience, really part of what we looked at was looking at saying, how can we do better at taking digital and, and making it more human? That, that takes on a lot of different thoughts. So you have the issue of how do we use voice analytics and voice technology to make the experience better? And what are our objectives over the next year? And, and what we found was, you know, new customer acquisition was a very high objective, but right after that was personalizing the consumer's digital experience. And what's interesting about that is while organizations continue to say that they want to improve the customer experience, they want to humanize it, they want to move towards more of an Amazon-type relationship where it starts to think on our behalf in a very human way, not as a way of selling product, but of guiding us as a financial concierge, let's say, to be able to find the next best action as opposed to the next best product. And what we found was, unfortunately, while there's a tremendous understanding of the need, deployment of AI solutions really have not taken hold. 13% have already deployed it. Another 13% said they do in the next year. That's only 26% total. And what's happening is this still continues to be more of an operational back office AI support. And you really can't humanize the digital experience without using advanced analytics. It may not be AI, but we have to look at the opportunities that are out there to say, how can we use digital experiences to work on behalf of the consumer? And on that note, this really surprised me in the report. I found that 23% of FIs, according to your research, have no plans to consider an AI solution in the next 18 months. And then another 37% said, we have it on our roadmap to consider in the next 18 months. That is a pretty sizable and alarming majority. What do you think's behind that? Well, some of it has to do with the whole aspect of what AI is. I think most institutions are using AI in security and risk assessment. But when it comes to improving the consumer experience, we're not seeing deployment. And, and I, th I think in some organizations, we're completely overwhelmed by the concept. In some organizations, we found that one of the barriers is talent, that we don't have the people on board that can really implement and take advantage of AI. And in some institutions, I think even those that have deployed AI solutions, 
it really hasn't reached the consumer. So what happens is we, in many cases, are building great reports, but not building great solutions and experiences for the consumer. And when we look at this, we continue to see that the need for personalizing or improving the customer experience is a very top priority, a very big overall strategy for financial institutions. But a lot of it goes to lip service. And I say it's lip service because most organizations are not coming anywhere near the expectations of what the consumer has. And what we found in not only the humanizing and the digital banking experience, the report we did for BAI this year, but even in the previous report that talked about personalization, what we found was that the consumer's expectation of a humanized, good, personalized experience has actually increased over the last year. At the same time, the organizations who rate themselves, rated themselves lower this year than they did last year is the ability to deliver. And in fact, less than 10% of organizations thought they had an advanced maturity in the ability to personalize and humanize the digital experience. Now, that's a major red flag because that's a personalization gap. That's a gap in experience. And what's What's interesting is the aspect of that, the results of this, is that we have found that the fear of fintech by traditional banking organizations actually increased after over three years of that fear going down, all of a sudden spiked. And we think that part of it is because of the questions we asked around it, where we're asking about personalization and humanization. And so banks and financial institutions across the globe are saying, you know, in this aspect, we're not doing it really well. And, so, and that fintechs, that is really their call to fame is being able to humanize and personalize the experience. But I think this is a recipe for failure. We have the, the knowledge that people want it. We have the knowledge that we need to deliver it and we're not doing it. And I think what we're seeing at the same time is we're just seeing amazing advances by non-financial institutions, the Amazons, the Google of the world, to get better and better at building the expectation on what a consumer thinks they should be able to receive. You are certainly in the position, based on all of this research that you've put into it, to maybe help point a positive way forward. Where should banks start to reverse this course, catch up, and in fact succeed? I actually am the belief that some of the easiest things are the things that we're missing. So if we don't take transactional data, for instance, I have paid my mortgage for the last 10 years, believe it or not, using a check. But even if I use it digitally, my current financial institution knows I'm making a payment for a mortgage payment every month. They can, they can see where it's going. They can see the amount. They can see the notation. And yet they not once have come back to me and said, by the way, we see that you're paying a mortgage on a regular basis. Maybe we can do better for you as far as rate. Well, in the same sense, Let's say I had a situation recently where I connected my what I thought was my personal account to an Acorns account, which basically takes money out to invest it for me. Well, I unintentionally connected to the wrong account. And so what happened was there wasn't enough money in there. And within the second month, I got an NSF notice. Well, okay, so that by itself is a little frightening because what, what's happening there is my banks notifying me after the fact. But what's more disturbing is the bank sees what activity I've had on that account. They see I've all of a sudden connected acorns, and this can be withdrawing money. This is not a hard an analytic tool to be able to see that this has happened. And yet they never reached out to me and said, by the way, 
we're looking down the path in front of you, and we can see that you've connected a withdrawal function that you may not be able to support based on your activity. You have not made deposits to the account because it wasn't a typical personal account. So what's happening is we have the ability to really take just transactional data and show the consumer that we're looking out for them, that we're, we know them, we, we understand them, we're looking out for them, and yet we don't do that. And so this doesn't take any massive analytics. This is just basic transactional analysis that will let the consumer know that you're looking out for them. Now, there's many organizations that are going to say, well, geez, you know, this can be creepy when the consumer sees that we're finding this out, we can help them. The reality is we have found the consumer wants to show you and wants to share with you their financial information. They want not budgeting tools. They want help in budgeting, which is a completely different aspect. You know, they don't want bubble charts as much as they want your recommendations on what those bubble charts mean and how they should go forward. So what we really have to do is say, how can we look out for the consumer in a way that makes it very obvious that we're paying attention? Paying attention, so important. And maybe there are some misconceptions that banks need to get over as they do this. You just mentioned one, the fact that they may perceive consumers as being upset that their data is being used. What are some other misconceptions that banks would do well to tackle and disrupt themselves, to use your language? Well, you know, the, the reaching out aspect is the humanizing of the digital experience. A lot of organizations now, unfortunately, are getting to digital banking experiences for the purpose of reducing costs. And that's interesting because the consumer now is wise to that. They realize, looking back, that their mobile banking app was really put there to save the bank money. It really wasn't to make their experience better. I mean, we saw that in the way the apps initially worked. They were just like the teller screen or the online app, but on a, on a phone. It was not the best experience. So the consumer's aware that most financial institutions are making changes based on trying to save them costs. Well, one thing that we should do, how about putting out there automated savings tools that make it so the consumer can build savings and we can help them do that in again either a digital or human way through virtual assistance so what we want to do is saying okay how can we provide real-time product and service recommendations how can we provide tools that make it easier to engage or even more importantly consumers want financial education now they don't want to go to seminars or webinars but they want you to come to them and say it appears that you have these types of accounts you have these types of activities. Here's some financial education around those that may help. And what's interesting about that is during those financial education interactions, you can collect insights that can make it so you can even do more to provide the consumer a better ICE experience. You know, what's interesting is the consumer marketplace has 25% penetration of voice assistance in the home. Yet, how many banks have really built anything more than the ability to ask a balance on a mobile device or on a voice device like an Alexa or a Siri? We've got to move to the next level. The consumer expects us to. They, I use the analogy that says, it is unacceptable that my dry cleaner knows more about me than my financial institution. And unfortunately, they continue to prove it, both the financial institution and the dry cleaner. And sometimes it just takes human support and humanized ways of using digital support to say, you know what, we're gonna make life easier for you. Jim, you have 
shared so much in this report. I have poured over it. It has really increased my learning curve. I'm going to recommend to everyone listening to the podcast today that they do the same. Thanks so much for being on the program. Hey, it's great to be with you again. Jim Maroos is co-publisher of The Financial Brand and publisher of The Digital Banking Report. I urge you to go to digitalbankingreport.com and check out Humanizing the Digital Experience in Banking, which was unveiled at BAI Beacon this year. You can look for Jim on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, the awareness of AI is strong but the use as revealed this year at BAI Beacon through the Digital Experience Report shows that it revolves around security concerns and that poses a dilemma. Just 13% of institutions say that they've already deployed AI with another 13% planning to do so in the next year and many of those respondents doing it strictly in back-end operations. Number two. There is a disconnect between what banks want to do with customer experience and how they use AI to deliver it. Less than 10% of institutions report advanced maturity to personalize the digital experience. Meanwhile, fear of fintech increased over the last year, much of it having to do with deficits in humanizing and personalizing how people bank. And number three. Start easy and take transactional data as a foundation for the digitalizing of banking. The mortgage payments made monthly, for example, and be proactive to offer better rates based on what you see. There's no need for massive analytics. The consumer wants to share the data so you can help them. Your question should be, how can we help the consumer and how can we reach out? And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. Does being let go by your employer mean letting go? Jim Maroos, who advises bankers to embrace change and take risks, has walked his talk. Listen to how he turned a potential knock backward into an opportunity to pay it forward and give back. I think probably the biggest aha moment was at my job prior to the financial brand. I was let go. I was working for a direct and digital marketing organization. And, and because of them being acquired, they uh, said, you know, we, we don't need your services anymore. And it really pushed me into saying, OK, what's my next step? And it was interesting because almost in a disruptive phase. I had always wanted and I had already done in some smaller amount doing a blog. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to make this a career move and join the financial brand, started writing on a few times a week about what's going on in the industry and well as eventually buying the digital bank report and going on the speaking tour. And, and what I realized was this is really a pay it back moment for me. I'm on the end side of my career, but I think what's interesting is I'm able to pay back to all the people that came before me and helped me in my career to then be able to educate them as well. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.